<laughs> hey everybody, welcome to uh, Talk the Ska. We have a very special set of guests here today. Uh, it's the members of the Goodwin Club. If you would like to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Tommy. I'm Jesse. And we're the Goodwin Club! We're only oh, part of the Goodwin Club. <laughs> we're only like, we're like one-tenth of the Goodwin Club. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So, uh, for those not in the know, shame, but uh, the Goodwin Club existed from 93 to 95? Yeah. Originally, I, thereabouts? Those were like the longest two years, probably, but yes, it was about uh, two years. <laughs> and and correct me, please, but your last recorded material was in 94. Yes. The Soda album. Uh which I think aged wonderfully, but well, I, I, I hear there's some varying opinions. Uh, and now, 26 years later, is uh, you've got some new songs coming out. Uh huh. True. One is already out. We do. We are recording. It's nothing like uh, we don't have a plan because we. Because that's a plan. the Goodwin Club way. And uh, we 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 do have we have three songs recorded right now that we're making videos for and releasing. And uh, it's funny because you told me that you were listening to Soda. Yes. Which I, I've i only forced myself to do when, when the band got back together for our first reunion show, which I guess is how we should start this, right, Jesse? Like, sure. We got back together because uh, Kinky Control Records wanted to re-release our thing after for a 20-year like anniversary thing and we did a reunion show that lasted yeah. three five years how many years yeah. did it last? we did a reunion show that we've been doing for five years yeah and uh we did have to listen to that album when we got back together yep. and if you want to hear it on vinyl you can go to uh toxic toast in long beach or go to toxic toast records online and find it right I, thank you jesse i was just gonna mention that and uh I guess extra plug. They also released your other band's album on vinyl, Jesse. The true, Scullers. very true. He was very giving, and he's he's a super fan, and he's a good guy, and he totally took. He loves vinyl, and he flies out to Japan like a couple times a year just to pick up weird Japanese imports, and uh, yeah. So he's like, "Hey, let's let's put this on vinyl." I said, "Okay," and we did. Yeah, it was fun. It was really weird to get that record in the mail and, and be like, why are our 15 year old minds on vinyl? But it's, I guess it's hilarious and whatever. It's something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when it used to be like something that fit in the palm of your hands <laughs> and now it's like a big old record with artwork and whatnot. Yeah. I um, was, I was very excited uh, as, as one sole person here. So yeah, we were talking about it a lot the past few weeks because we've been in the studio and it's crazy how easy it is to record now because the last time we recorded, it was on tape, obviously. And we were 15. I was 14, actually. Most of the band members were 15. And we, like, scrapped together money from, like, playing gigs to try to pay for it. And I remember we had, like, X Couch amount change. of... Like X amount of tapes we were allowed to like record with. So like when we sang, they'd be like, "You get one take. That's it, one take." And you'd like go in and just like pray you got the words right. And now like when I go and record, like I screw up one note, and they'll be like, "Let's just punch you in." I'm like, "What? Like I don't have to re-sing the whole thing? It's crazy." <laughs> it is crazy. Rich, Rich is a mastermind, man. He he handled all the the recording stuff. Sounds really good. Yeah. Rich in our band, who was also in the Hippos after us. So he has a recording studio and has been uh, kind and patient with us <laughs> to record us. Yeah. So we got some Hippos. We got some Scholars. We got some Bats in yeah, this band. There's a, lot, there's a whole bunch of different bands in the mix. Yeah. We spawned a lot of a lot of people. I, I would use the term supergroup, but you were around before all of them. Yes. Uh, you were, <laughs> as you said, the spawn, the patient yeah. zero. Yeah, we were like of, the nursery. Uh, yeah. And it, pretty much if you could play an instrument, you were allowed in the club at some point. Like we had this like revolving door of members pretty much. Like, 
I don't know. Yeah, well, that's how I got the gig. Chris came up to me and said, I heard you play saxophone. I said, yeah, once in like fifth grade. He's like, you're in the band. Yeah, yeah like Aaron Barrett played trombone for us for a little bit. So I was going to bring that up specifically, the Aaron Barrett thing. Because the way I heard about the Goodwin Club was reading an Aaron Barrett interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I didn't even know he played trombone until I heard the scholars where he was talking about how he learned trombone to be in your band. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, pretty much. I was like, 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 who is this good one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We literally, like, every... We've had so many members in our band, like, on and off from different ska bands. We're pretty... That's why we always say, like, join the club, because it's, like, literally, you could join it. Like, you could be in our band, Maddie, like, if you wanted to be Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Come on Sign down. You just got to look really weird on stage. That's all. <laughs> Done. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Aaron. We would. Well, the thing is, is like we all played with each other all the time. Like we pretty much played with Real Big Fish like every two weeks, probably. Um, and then when the Aquabats came onto the scene, we'd play with them. Um, I don't know. Like we were just like this. There wasn't that many ska bands in Orange County at that time, and so you just ended up always playing with each other every gig, and you all just kind of homogenized into each other. Yeah, pretty much. That's what was that was what was so great about that scene, you know. Like, uh, and I think that's why that scene still stays alive to this day. It's because it's uh, it's such camaraderie there, and like especially with the bands, nobody was like talking smack. You know, on another band, They're like you're great, we should play together. Woo! You know, it's yeah. kind of like. And I remember, I remember Charles um, from the Goodman Club. Most of the he did most of the songs. Um, what was his name in the Aquabats after us? Uh, the karate? No, Cr- no, that's oh, Corey's karate. That's Corey, yeah, Corey's. What was Charles's name? I don't remember. You know, <laughs> he came. He came up to. Me, he came up to me and he's like, "Hey, because this is when Chris was wasn't singing with the band anymore." And he's like, "Hey, you should sing because like I've heard the scholars and like you can sing." He's like, "I write better songs, but <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you know what you're doing." And I was like, "Thanks, Charles." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I I do not know. Charles he was the mysterious name. Q. Q K Y U. Oh, oh yeah. was he ultra? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, There's so many Aquabats. It's hard to keep up with any right. of their names. Very true. Like, even the current like slim down lineup. Yeah. And so Adam, our trombone, I mean, our trumpet player is also plays with them pretty regularly still. But. That's why his is easy. Prince Adam. Yeah, Prince Adam. Adam. <laughs> even like Travis Barker, the one everyone knows literally yeah. in the world. I don't remember his name was it? at all. No, he's not Jamie the Robot, right? Was... No, Jamie's still there. That'd be oh, crazy if he was Jamie the Robot. <laughs> <laughs> the big old flip around. Yeah. Here's a funny Little... story. Oh, so I remember ahead. when uh, Charles, I don't know, where Charles and I were out, and he was like, Travis is leaving to go to this stupid band. Like, they're not going to do anything. Like, well, I don't know why. They're, they're going nowhere. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I... I uh, I remember that happening as well, and uh, it was the buzz of my high school. Like, how dare they get rid of uh, was it Scott Rayner? Maybe whoever their drummer was. They're like, they'll be trash oh, now. Yeah. Uh, and then again, we're like, oh, it's the guy from the Aquabats. They'll be no ruined. They're gonna be ska. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, Travis. I just remember Travis was the only guy I really like hung out with on tour because he was the only like non-Mormon one that smoked right. smoked at the time. <laughs> like, all right, so we're going to hang out and have a cigarette. Yeah. The Goodman um, Club was non-Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we could say that. You've heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> but also another fun fact is that I played in the Aquabats for the first Aquabats show, or at least the first one of the first ones at Checks in Santa Fe Springs. You did? I did. It was you awful. played with us, and then you played with them right after us. No, it was it was. You, you weren't even in our band yet. I wasn't even in the Goodwin Club yet. Oh. I don't think so. I played with the Aquabats, and then I played. It was just saxophone, and then saxophone for uh, Go Go Thirteen. Uh huh. 
And oh, then, you guys were friends with Tyler and stuff. Right? Yeah, so my yeah, lip right, was right. bleeding by the end of the show because I had too much saxophone for me. Mm. And uh, and then six feet deep. That's right, who. Right. Oh, hell yeah. yeah! That was a crazy show. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a. Fun that was show. the show I remember we played, and that was the first time we saw the Aquabats, and they went on stage, and I was just like, "Fuck." Yeah. Like, well, once again, for me, when I played in true. the band, I for me when I played in the band, I was like, "Oh, this band needs to get a little bit better." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I just remember being like, we don't even know what we're doing. Like, well, I think that's kind of the the fun of that whole scene was yeah. nobody really knew what they were doing. Oh, we definitely didn't know what we were doing, but we had fun not knowing. Yeah. I I wanted to say earlier when you said it was uh, there were so few ska bands in Orange County. So I grew up in uh, like an hour north of Chicago. And I just remember thinking, man, I wish there were more ska bands around here, like in Orange County. Right. And I think that's just like, we've got that no coast perception where there are maybe like 20 bands total. And like all these, everyone's in Orange County and New York. And yeah. It was a weird time. I don't know why it was like that, but yeah. there, I mean, after us, there was definitely a lot more. Yeah. Like, just like in the next couple years after us, it, it, it's yeah because of no doubt, I think. Yeah, and I, tur- I turned to my friend just now, and I was like, I'm like, hey, what uh, what ska bands were in Chicago? Because she grew up in Chicago. She's like, no, none. They weren't. They didn't exist. They existed. They had slapstick. <laughs> everybody. Maybe they all don't. Right. Like, that's the weird thing, though, too, because, like, there's bands from, like, everybody knows this band, and I'll, like, talk to fans of the show and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you mentioned some obscure band uh, on your show. And, like, no, they're they're huge to me. Yes, yeah, we're gonna it. be that obscure band to most people for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're a weirdo. Well, oh, no, <laughs> I know I'm a weirdo. No one needs to tell me that. Uh. <laughs> but for real, uh, Oingo Boingo, I found out while I was like, like during Wait, the nineties. Wait, you played saxophone for Oingo Boingo? No, too? no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just I realized they're they're more of a California band. I thought like everybody all over the nation knew of Oingo Boingo, but turns out they really didn't back then. It's. I, I was gonna say. Uh, I, I know Oingo Boingo, but exactly. But you don't know like what the band's called. They just play in the movie. <laughs> it's like that band from Clueless. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was a crazy time, and it. I didn't even think about it literally until I when. Uh, Taylor was interviewing me for that ska movie and he was like what was it like being the only girl in the ska scene back then and then I went wait and I then I actually thought about it and I was like oh yeah I guess I was there was a singer for meal ticket in Orange this is Orange County Southern California oh man what was her name Gina yeah she was around we played with them but that was it Save Ferris wasn't around yet uh, there was no doubt, but they had already kind of, you know, I mean, we played with them a couple times, but, you know, they were on their way already. And that was it. There was a guitar player from Skanking Pickle. That was it. And then Dancehall Crushers, but they were all like Northern Cal, you know? So like Southern California, and I, I didn't even ever think about it until he asked me that. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I realized it was because half your audience is female at ska shows so you never really feel like you're the only person in the room i don't know like it never felt like that to me that's i still feel like i could probably name a ton of bands but i still feel like there's that huge discrepancy between female and male well, they're general, definitely like, always like the singers too. I guess there's a few horn players. Except now, in so. Japan, like really? I feel like Japanese bands, for whatever reason, everyone has at least one to two females, huh. uh, and it's real. I don't know why. No, what's that dude? Um, there's a band called Doberman. Do you know that band? Oh, I love Doberman. Yeah, I toured with them in Japan uh, with some guys from the Specials, and that was a fantastic time. All guys really excited, did not speak a word of English, but we somehow found, you know, a way to, you know, hang out and party together, but they were super cool. 
I did hang out with an all-girl band in, when I was in Tokyo. They were called Key, like K-I-I-I-I-I. I don't know if you guys know them at all. They're all hilarious. They, they're not a ska band at all. They're like a noise band, but same thing, though. Like, no English, just like, but we had fun. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't have a translator, I, uh, don't, I don't know what I would have done. My my only actual interaction with a Japanese band was uh, when I saw Kamuri a couple years ago. They're awesome. Oh they're yeah, they're they're fantastic. And uh, their their singer uh, spoke pretty well English, or at least faked it extremely well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was talking to him before the show, and no one else, I would just kind of talk to him. And he'd be like, "Oh, that's so cool! He flew out from Chicago, and then he turn and tell it all to the band." And they were all super nice. Just awesome. Yeah, I saw but them when they were out here. They were great. That's. I feel like that's the, the ska scene in general is kind of very just about camaraderie. Yeah, I would say that that's one of the big reasons I, I started a band. I went to go see what? No Doubt, Skank and Pickle, Knuckle Brothers, Fat Guy Goes Nutso, I think was on the bill. Yeah, and. Yeah, they didn't last long. Um, but they did like a mashup of um, name. Enter Sandman guitar riff, but they did Fight for Your Right oh. to Party over it vocally. Anyways, so I got home from that show <laughs> and I was like, I am starting a band. So like the oh, very man. next day, like I turned to my friend in my math class and I was like, I heard you play bass. And then that's Jake Berry of the Scholars. And yeah, it just kind of like, then we just started practicing in our living room. I'm like, yay! And then it was just a big, fun party all the time. And then my mom hated it because I was always out too late. And uh, <laughs> then I went on the road. Yeah, whatever, though. You went to a performing arts school. So you had, like, That's true. And I quit to be in a band. I quit <laughs> acting to be in a band. <sighs> we went to public school. We had to really... We were like, the reason why there is ska bands, like digging in the band you know, members, the marching <laughs> band. That's what we got. <laughs> because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> there was nothing Ska, else to do. Because there's nothing else to do. So when you have a lot of friends. But and for the serious band. though, Jesse, like, okay, so. Yeah, no, I get you. I don't want to like age myself at all, but I've had two kids go through high school and I go, uh, why are there no bands at your high school? And they're like, well, there's kind of one. They're like a punk band, you know? And I said, well, when's your battle of the bands? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, when all the bands from your school perform to win money and, like, musical equipment, when's that happening? And they're like, what? You're, like, on crack. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like what? there were so that many bands at our high school that we would have a battle of the bands and like the heavy metal bands and the ska bands and the punk oh, yeah. bands and the straight edge bands and the hardcore bands. You'd all play at lunch and like compete against each other. Giving a big shout out to, to pa- was, Paul Billings. It was from like Drew. a bad Disney movie, you know, like yeah. we were like, it's battle of the bands, you know? And like everyone hated each other until it was over. Yep. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's wild to me. Those don't exist anymore. Apparently not. Like, what? Yeah, it's like, it's like, I'm like, how can your high school, your high school of 4,000 kids have one band? Because music sucks today and nobody knows how to write a song anymore. I should know because I teach kids music. That's true. <laughs> it's your fault. There you go. Yeah, you're your saying you're failing as a teacher. So I was going to ask, because Jesse, I know you've been involved in all sorts of bands pretty much consistently uh, for the last quarter century, uh, which is weird to say. <laughs> but Tommy, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> what have I been doing? Yeah. Have you, did you do anything after Goodwin Club I musically? Did. Or? I did unsuccessfully. Um, I, you know, I was in a punk band. I was in an indie band. I was even in a drum and bass group. <laughs> oh. And, like, went on tour even with that one. Um, but mostly, no, I went to art school, and I kind of just stuck with that. Um, and then she makes amazing art, and she sold it all the last showing, right? Yeah, I did. I do, I do okay at art stuff. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I kind of left the music to people who were better at it. Um, 
I always like to say to the people in the band, like, I am not a musician. I'm a performer. So just like put me out there and I'll, you know, I'll do what I need to do. But like, I'm bad at music, honestly. Not true, but she does buy the confetti cannons. <laughs> I do buy confetti buy cannons. Can. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of confetti. I'm, you know, what's that like old school comedian? Rip Torn, who's the considered like <laughs> it's, I, not, I, it's I, not it's I, not Rip Torn. Uh, no, Rip, what's his name? You're, yeah, uh, Rip, I'm no, blanking on it. You know what's funny? I always forget his Rip, name. Uh it's Rip something though, isn't it? It is. It's Rip something. What the hell? I'm basically the Gallagher of Ska. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Gallagher confetti man. Female Gallagher. Of yeah. Scott. Like, what can I Rip throw Taylor. and explore? Rip Taylor. There you oh, go. Oh yeah. See, I had that right. I knew it was Rip something. Rip Thorn. Totally yeah. different. <laughs> they probably hung out. Rip yeah. Van Winkle. Probably. No, yeah, that's what came to mind too. The Rips. Oh, uh, <laughs> Rip. R.I.P. Oh. Love me some confetti and glitter. Who doesn't? That's the the fun time you can't forget for days and days because it's stuck on you. Uh, glitter. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, um, if you, I don't know if you have any other questions or where your mind's at. I kind of got lost in all of this. Uh, okay. Like just the chat. I you, Jesse, I said, hey, earlier, I said, do you want to, I was offering him a t-shirt, and I said, do you want the black one, or do you want the bright yellow one with the green print? And he picked the yellow one. So I feel like we're in good hands. Yeah, I didn't even see it. Uh, and I said, the black one looks sinister. And yeah, me and I, like, that, yeah, I like the yellow one. Yeah. yeah, the yellow one, you really see that boy's face. Uh <laughs> And like I, I told Tommy, everybody buys black. They uh, do. That's why like, we make the black. But like that was that was me. Every like yeah, yeah just, I can't anymore. I'm past that. Bright colors make it happen. Yeah, it's it's funny. There's a there's a real big fish like thread that I I checked out on Facebook, and like people are like making their own shirts. Like it's like they're in like the parking lot. It's like. <laughs> you know, the, the amphitheater, like, like making like bootleg shirts and things and trying to sell them on the, you know, the forum. I'm like, that's weird. Like of what bands? Uh, like of real big fish, what? like okay. t-shirts that didn't really exist. And they make like their own logo or mm-hmm. like, and yeah. Try to, I don't know. That doesn't surprise me at all. Uh. <laughs> that's funny. That's, it does surprise me slightly that real I've never been to a real big fish show that wasn't sold out. Uh which is weird. Uh you're right, exactly. Those guys. Maybe so I've actually had a question in my head okay. for years. There's the Goodwin Club song, Snoop Dogg. Yes. Is the real big fish yes. uh, one a, a response? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I always I don't assume. know if it's a response. I'm pretty positive it is. Oh, of course um, it is. What uh, else could it be? It's not like, obviously I knew about the Real Big Fish one before, because the Goodwin Club was this fabled band that I, as I said, seen mentioned in interviews and noticed in like, thanks sections of CDs. And I thought I'd never actually hear you guys. So I know it might pain you to listen to Tommy, but I was very thankful that those re-releases happened. And uh, obviously it led to this. So I guess that's another question. What what made you decide to keep this reunion going? Hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I can't answer for everybody, but I think we just had so much fun hanging out with each other again that it just seemed like a fun thing to do. And people just kept asking us to show up. And so we did. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Uh, I was going to let you feel that one. But yeah, it's like, you know, we got in the in, in the room together again, and it was just like all the stupid same jokes, and we're talking about yeah. like, just, just craziness. Like literally our conversations picked up where they left off at yeah. 15. So you get to have Eric talk about, you know, like um, Eric, and, Eric and Adam talk about maps and streets and 
<laughs> um, yeah, no, it just was, it was, it's, it's so great. And then I get to, you know, I, I'm arguing about Del Taco. Yeah. Are you about Del yeah. Taco? And like, <laughs> like, Hey, remember what's your face from this, you know, and then you get to talk about that. But yeah, no, it was just always, we felt like kids again, you know, and we wanted to keep that going. And then I get to with Dean and Rich Z um, and Rich W. Um, so it's people that I haven't played with, you know, cause I left the Goodman club when they like the two horn players came in that are playing with us now, Rich from the hippos. And so like, uh, just a, like instant bond, um, happened for me with those two. Cause I didn't really like know them prior. And so, I don't know, it's just fun. And I get to be the horn section and like backup singer. So that's, yeah, I get to be with all the people. <laughs> Because we started, uh, Chris used to sing with us, Chris uh, right. Scott, and he toured with so many kind of like hardcore bands, he completely shot his voice out. So he is now our drummer, purely because he cannot sing anymore. And so he's still in the club just as our drummer. And uh, so Jesse has stepped in as the other singer. Yeah, Chris is killing it, killing it on the drums. Yeah. Oh. As a dedicated man. <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't leave it behind yeah. oh. and he's writing most of our new songs too yeah also killing it yeah. on that but oh that reminds me of another question i was gonna ask earlier so you said he had three recorded are, mm-hmm. so you're planning more yeah yeah we have i mean chris has a whole lot so many um, we have like an album worth i don't know if we'll do it but yeah we'll do it <laughs> we'll get to it. You know? I mean, with how how things are going right now, quarantine has uh, actually been like, like maybe the best thing for us because it's made us go, okay, well we can't play together, so but we can record because we can do it remotely or very socially distanced, you know, in the studio, and it's that's been the best thing out of quarantine probably is the fact that we've done this. It's I I say that on the uh, my show a lot that if all this great music happens from quarantine, I guess that's a good thing, which yeah. is feels bad to say, but uh, you know, music got me through a lot. I know growing up and even now. So hopefully that just spreads to other people. Yeah. I yeah. think, it's, I mean, just in general, I think it's brought in uh, some things to, to light for a lot of people. I don't know. It depends on what who you are and what it is, but you know some things are terrible because of it. But I think there's a lot of good things that have come out of it, and a lot of like different direction mentally and uh, um, emotionally, and how we look at the world and how we look at what we're doing with our lives these days. Yeah, and it's just, like such like an escape when we go in and we're just kind of playing this fun, goofy music, and it's just like I don't know, you know what I mean? It's just like something different. Yep. It's a return to normalcy for those briefest of moments. Uh, and I, another thing I was going to ask too, uh, since obviously Tommy, you said you have two kids. Have they heard the Goodwin Club? And what are yeah. their thoughts? They love it. Um, they come to any show they're allowed to go into. They dance like maniacs. Yeah, they love it's it. True, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> absolute lunatics um my older kids will work the merch table oh that's awesome yeah i have a span of ages so i have from like ages seven to 20 so oh yeah there's i have i have four kids actually oh yeah so the older ones yeah they work it and then the littler ones just go bananas just go crazy yeah my kids heard the the two recorded songs so they heard because we did the cover of Idiot Box, right? Mm-hmm. And then I put on Quarantine, and my <laughs> my 11-year-old son turns to me and he goes, does all third-wave ska sound the same? <laughs> You're like, kind of. And I started, oh. I started no. busting up. But then I had to play him, like, some Fishbone, and I had to play him some, like, some other stuff, so he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, like, whenever a ska song comes on the radio, my, my seven-year-old will be like, is this your band? Like no. Yes. My kids are like, is this the Beatles? Like every band. Doesn't matter like what it is. Is this the Beatles? The only band that exists. Uh I've 
a weird thing to say, but as I've grown older, I think more things do sound like the Beatles, which is weird. Not in ska, but just general music. Yeah, and sure. I'm, I feel like I'm there so, was like a Velvet Underground revival. At yeah, like, too. I'm so detached from the like mainstream music scene as is, uh, that whenever something pops up, that's not whatever hip-hop is these days. Or... <laughs> I know. Trap rap or whatever. I'm just like, is this a Beatles cover? Uh, just a, it's bizarre. That's my my contribution. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Tommy. What's with Turkey Tit? Can you please explain? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I actually can, but I'll try. Um. Yeah. Just some. I need so closure. Long ago, and I. I honestly don't know other than uh, there's a few storylines in that song. So one is, okay. So I kind of said earlier about all the different bands in our school. Well, like we also all infused together and our drummer was a straight edge vegan, you know, from one of those bands. And, um, sorry, did my computer just disconnect? No, no, you're here. Okay, so he but was. I didn't hear he that was, sound. He, <laughs> was, he was from uh, like the straight edge band Vegan, and it was Thanksgiving, and he was like, "You guys are so disgusting. You guys eat turkey tits, you know, <laughs> like for like the turkey breast or whatever." And we were like laughing okay. about that. So like that ended up becoming something, and then like that song talks about Taco Bell a lot, and that's because we would go next, <laughs> next to our house where we recorded we always practiced in my at my house down the street was a taco bell that they decided to test run a computerized taco bell where you would just there was no people working there except in the kitchen and you would go in and type your order in and we would just obsessively just try to fuck with the people in the kitchen like order the seven layer burrito but just get it down to the tortilla you know and like <laughs> we this would go like to, way pre like yeah. touch screen yeah like, we would just go to this computerized taco bell because it was so insane in 1994 to have an automated taco bell next to your house yeah and that's i guess all we could afford too but we would just be at taco bell all the time <laughs> and so that's why we're, we're singing about the computerized taco bell in that song I just, I think I would press the sour cream button like 30 times. And right. Just... And you would just see the kitchen like look at you like dickheads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's, there's the story. Oh, there's hey, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take it. We're uh, dealing with really tough issues of real... racism and, you know, and uh, job, job automation. <laughs> You guys were on the forefront of that one. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and it just be kind of, we played it at the end of every show also. So we still play it at the end of every show. It's like our song. Like I remember we were playing last year, Jesse, I remember they tried to cut us off and Tazy was like, no, you have to let them play <laughs> I mean, it's true. That yeah. would all help. I think the paradox would happen and like the world would explode or right. something. There's the one show uh, where we, we keep talking about when we're playing in the backyard and everybody jumped in the pool after turkey. Right, right. Everyone, we jumped in the pool naked, Jesse. Oh, well. Yeah, we got hired. We would get hired a lot by these like rich kids, and, and this is gonna be nothing to you there, but like Newport Beach and Laguna is very wealthy families, and we would get hired to play their like graduation parties or whatever. And when we decided we were going to had a pool and we're like, during Turkey Tour, we're just going to take our clothes off and jump in the pool. And we did it. <laughs> and then when we, when we got back together, our trombone player, who is relatively, you know, or I shouldn't say relatively, he's very successful real estate person now, said he had and a it totally wasn't his, Yeah, it totally wasn't <laughs> his idea to get naked, I yeah. swear. <laughs> at, a, at a meeting and the guy found out he was in the Goodman Club and he's like man I remember when you were at that party and you guys all got naked and jumped in the pool so it haunts us still. he was like wasn't me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah there's, there's a turkey tit yeah always turkey tit 
It's, it's like, jumpable, it's danceable, it's singable. The other pools that like you may hear, uh, I'm only saying this because you're not in Orange County, is like Star Pool. Yep. You hear about Star Pool parties? Um, no. There's also that band called Star Pool. Well, then never mind. I'm, I'm familiar with Star Pool, yeah. Oh, that's because there was a house that lots of people lived in, and they had a pool in the shape of a star. And we all the ska bands, we would go play these star pool parties. And there was like these little stepping stones, Jesse. Is that how you would say it into the pool? Sure. Where you'd yeah. actually like play in the pool, like a bridge kind of. I don't even know how to explain it. I only much. played in the kitchen when I was in the knuckle. Yeah, I only the played in the kitchen. I only played in the kitchen too, but there were shows where you'd play like in the pool. But anyway, there were star pool parties. So that's where star pool came from. There you go. The, uh, I'm a little blown away right now, to be honest. I've always wondered about their name mm-hmm. and did not expect to get answers. In uh, yeah, it's from the parties. The Club. Yeah, wow. I, sh- I was way too underage to be hanging out at that place. And you're older than me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I think about that too. Like my kids, eleven. One of my one of my kids <laughs> is eleven, and I'm like. You're not going out. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> what I think what's funny, though, generationally, is that, I don't know, my students, doesn't sound like they really party, unless hey. they're really hiding it from me. Dude, like, no, oh. I have a 20-year-old, and I'm like, I literally, sometimes I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> What do you do for fun? You've Video never, games. How have you never gotten in trouble? Like, what is going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's the phones. It's phones. It is phones, video games, that internet. Yeah, just everything at the fingertips. And I would say, go out there and go to a show. Then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. But then I always think, like, too, there, like at at our height, there'd be like 13 members of the Goodman Club, and I'd be like, how did we all make it to practice every twice a week? Like, how did we organize that? Like, because there was nothing think? else to do. I had to like we had no hitchhike. I was that in means Long we Beach. Had to, like, Eric would pick you up every day. But like I literally, we, we must have called everyone's parents. Like how did we organize that? It's bananas. I don't know. Yeah. Because we cared. Yeah, I guess we cared. Oh. That is. That's true. My favorite review uh, in the newspaper. <laughs> There's a couple funny newspaper articles on us. Uh, one was the funniest review it was a bad review but i feel like it summed us up so perfectly and it said the band was having more fun than the audience i mean <laughs> and i went that's a pretty yep. good nutshell yeah <laughs> but i mean that's what's great um i uh you remember the band action league right yeah. dennis from suburban rhythm yeah. and roddy and Carlos and Daryl and Fred, Fred Fight from Dirt Cloud Fight. Anyways, I just had to throw names out there because they're my boys. But I went and saw them at like, it was like one of their first shows and they were playing in an art gallery like during the day. Yeah. <laughs> but that stage was going off. Like the stage was just like, I thought they were going to break through it. They, they don't care. You know, like it's like you should be having 100, give 110%. And have 110% as much fun as you can. Yeah. And bands that just stand there are super lame. Yeah, That's, I feel uh, like we do that now. Because no, I we don't. Like, I don't know. I feel I, like, I've, I've I seen do. footage of your guys' show, your reunion shows. I have 110% uh, up there. That's yes, fine. you are. Always. Yeah. There's a couple, you know, sleepy people. You always or, have the few. With Taylor Mom. <laughs> I'm the Cub Scout mom. Just bring the fun. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Yeah, true. So are there any songs off of uh, the older stuff that you just outright refuse to play at this point? Oh, there's men. Or forgotten to play, I guess. <laughs> Elevator action will never see the time of day ever again in its life. I, I don't even think we... Oh. It's on that... CD that you have, I think it I, is. It is. It is. Yes. Well, it's been talked about releasing the very first one. Oh. That is See, like... I would be happier with that one. Really? Okay. Yeah, because that one is so. 
bad and like basic and just like incredibly raw that I feel like it's better than when we tried to like make an album. I guess I know what you mean by that. Yeah. And like, I think if you're like here, literally they were, we were 13 on that album. Like that's like, like, I don't think you can judge that really, you know, (laughs) you made an album. That's like all that mattered, right? Like, wow, you made a record. Like you went into a recording studio and you raised the money yourself to do it. Like that's kind of incredible, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like if any of my kids had that initiative, I'd be like, amazing, you know? Right. I don't know. And those yeah. songs are awful, but like Jimmy was a dragon slayer. Like yeah. that's literally the name of one of our songs, Maddie. <laughs> and it's about a dragon slayer. It's not a metaphor for anything. It's like what the song is about. <laughs> kind of genius, you know? Like <laughs> Yep. Driving then, fast. Driving you know? fast. I driving still like driving fast. fast. Driving fast is not a bad song. That's a super knuckle brothery song. Like that was a I good know. song. I love the knuckles. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to think. What are the other ones? Um, uh, uh, tell, have, tell me, tell okay. me. Remember that, that yeah. horrible song? It's got one word. What am I thinking of? Uh, rain. 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 I. Would do anything. That song, remember? <laughs> yes. I remember I would forget the words to that song every time we played it. And I would look at Aaron Barrett in the audience. And he and would know sing, every single one. He would sing <laughs> yeah. the freaking lyrics to me. And I'd go, thank you. And I would know <laughs> <to> sing. <laughs> See, that's just going back to like what we were saying. It's just great. The scene was like that. You know, Aaron loved like every band. Aaron was a huge Suburban Rhythm fan. Wrote a song about it. Aaron was a huge Goodman Club fan. Wrote, you know, gave a shout out. Aaron even like sang about the Scholars, I think at one point, you know, the huge Knuckle Brothers fan. He knew all the words to all those songs. Yeah. That's how the scene was. And, you know, I, I miss it being that way. But I think that it's right now, like that for younger kids. Yeah, you know? I think it is too. Like I was so impaired. Like when we, they asked us to come back and play a show, I was like, who listens to ska anymore? You know? Yeah. The, and the, then I was the like, kids of the, and kids then, of the kids of the kids. Yeah. And you show up and you're like, oh my God, there's all these kids here. Crazy. It, it, so like, obviously I've, I don't want to say never, but uh, I had a very brief period in the 2000s where I didn't like be like whatever ska is dead. Yeah. Uh, I just, I was like, Oh, there's other music. I've been listening to this for the last like 12 years. Let me dabble. And then I like 2010 came around. I was like, Oh, there's all the ska from everywhere. That's crazy. And now I'm just like, there's literally too much to keep up with, uh, which is wild. And it's, just scope worldwide is wild to me. Almost every country has some form of a scene. I can't even like talk to that because I haven't been a part of the scene since I was 15. Like I literally at 16 is gone. And like, so I've been like list trying to like listen back because we've been recording. So I've been like, what did I listen to back then? I've been like, so I've been listening like Operation Ivy and stuff. And then I was like, Dude, Suicide Machines? How underrated were they? That album was incredible. Like, I just re-listened to that. My God, that was 96. Okay, so that's after us. But still, like, and then I was listening to Propagandi, which was during Propagandi's God, like, how did they not become huge? Like, I I think they were big, but like, I mean, like, how did they not go farther? You know, like, I, I think that's them. I think they got to the point they wanted to be at. Maybe uh, you're right. You're probably and right. like then they, they fell out, right? <laughs> fell off like slightly, but they're but still man, going. I listened to like that Op Ivy album the other day, and I listened to Propaganda, and like you still know all the words, and those horn lines are ridiculous. I don't know. I was just like, damn, they had it back then. I think it's, I don't know, like with Propagandi, yeah, they did get some fame, but it's like No Effects was the more sing along right. version Maybe. of that or something, and that's why Maybe. No Effects went. Yeah. But, you know, so it's always management, there's, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, of course, it's everything, but yeah. But yeah, Propagandi, yeah. man, love all that. All I'm saying is I've been listening to like, like, I've been listening to No Effects, I've been like, everything I can think of, like dance hall, like crashers, like everything, I'm just like, 
I've been like dumping it down just because we were recording this album, like trying to remember that like feeling. Yeah. Like, and the feeling it's of, so like, impressive, you know? It's yeah. impressive what people were doing back then. Oh, absolutely. Like to me, hearing that you guys, I knew you guys were young when you recorded. Uh, I didn't know you were 13. Yeah. And uh, like some of the stuff on there is crazy impressive to me. Uh, the oldest person in our band when we recorded was 16. Wow. Yeah. I guess the scholars were like 14, 15. We did, it was the same thing. Yeah. We just went down the street to the studio and you gathered all your pocket change and gave it to some guy and you recorded on, a, I think we recorded on dat tape. Yeah, with that. Yeah, and he'd be like, that. you get you get what 50 tapes. That? You get 50 tapes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. can't screw okay. up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't even know what overdubs were. They just, like, threw you in a room together and yeah. said, do yeah, it right. Yeah, we sang it together. At the backup vocals, everybody, we sang it all together. Yeah. Yeah, that's bizarre. No punching in back then. Well, I mean, there was, but not for, you know, that's kids right. that don't have any money. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wild to me. How I much? Was so sick. I remember I was so sick when it came to do my vocals. Like I was just like any like Nyquil, anything I could take just to like get me through it. And I was like, this is the worst situation ever. Tommy, could you name every member of the Goodwin Club? No, I don't even know some people's names. I see oh, pictures yeah. and I'm like, who is that? You know, like we have one sax person <laughs> that I see pictures of that I have no idea who he is. Uh, Divert like remembers him, but I don't remember him. Divert's got a good memory. That's why. We had some weird drummer at some time where we would record in his uncle's beauty salon. Oh, that's that sounds record. familiar. I'm sorry. We would practice. practice. Yeah. That sounds familiar. What was that? Dude, I don't even know. We went through so many drummers. It's like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> literally the goodwin clubs i would guess like if i had to just throw a number out there there's probably been like 30 members yeah that sounds accurate yeah you would know more than i yeah i don't know i mean when you said you were 13 members strong at one point that's not as many you just rotate once right we uh, just rotate right there right. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I have to think it was like I mean, like I try to like put because I don't I don't really it's kind of a blur to me the whole time but like like I can imagine like if I saw a band of kids with like a five piece horn section like I bet that was pretty funny you know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right like I'd keep watching do you know like <laughs> yeah I and mean, that's the thing too is uh uh like high school you have access to to instruments and you have an access to people that are playing horns right yeah so when i would go on tour with the uh my beatles band and we needed a string section we just go like ah let's call up the local high school and tell the string section to get down here it's like it just was easy yeah. but now if you want something to like get in the studio like you have to hire one and pay them I mean, imagine that paying musicians. That's crazy. Yeah, nuts to that. No, support bands. Nice stuff. Yeah. I think Orange County was the scene because there were so many kids whose parents were working and they all were forced to learn an instrument at some point and they had nothing to do. And that's why there were so many ska bands there. I mean, yeah. I've heard plenty of stories where it's just people talking about how they wanted to start bands and then their friends played like trombone or trumpet. So they're like, well, why not ska? Uh, yeah. I oh, know. I learned the violin, but that was useless. <laughs> Do you still have one? <laughs> no. Yeah. Break your, it out. Your lady has one though, right? Yeah, so uh, I was I was like seeing to get a duet going. Yeah. <laughs> no. Violence. <laughs> Here first. Uh, I begged to play the drums. Begged, and my parents were like, "No." Got a violin. <laughs> Little the did opposite. they know, violin is also loud. Yeah, and annoying. Way more annoying, I think. Oh, uh, 
And the only reason why I got into the Goodman Club is because I was the weirdest person looking at high school. And Eric just came up <laughs> to the library and was like, do you want to sing for a band? I was like, yeah. That's literally <laughs> how I got in the band. And they're like, that well, you have to audition. Awful. You have to audition. And I was you like, have to ska audition. Come on, get it right. What do I got to do? And they were like, you're going to get a karaoke with us tonight. And I sang a go-go song in karaoke. And they're like, you're in the band. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew that story. <laughs> yep. Ugh. And then right. history was made. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got to head out and eat something. All right. All right. That's, uh, I feel like it's a good time to wrap it up then. Uh, so thank yeah, you. So if much. you have any other questions or anything like that, uh, I mean, like, nothing i'm sure there's time for like uh no i'm just appreciative like i said i kind of never stopped freaking out and just got lost listening uh and not really doing my job as a host asking questions (laughs) but did you have any other questions written down no you kind of covered everything uh which always happens to me which i love so okay just uh when's uh, quarantine's out now yeah. People want to check that out. Uh, we did a cover of Idiot Box uh, because um, this person kind of has resurrected Horchata Records and um, asked for us to do a cover. So we did that, which I don't know when that's coming out. I Video TBA, Jay Lafayette. Yeah, Jay, <laughs> are you listening? Um, and then uh, we have another song that's almost done being mixed and the video is being made right now. So hopefully that comes out in about like, I would say four weeks for that one. Um, and yeah, that's yeah, just where look, we're at. Look for things to come. They, they yeah, will be coming. They're coming and we're, we're still recording. We're just kind of going to trickle things out as we get them done. And yeah, that's where we're at. Well, that is very exciting. Uh, I know I will be paying attention. Where can people learn all about this stuff for you guys that is a good question it's something i think uh, about all the time um, <laughs> do you want to manage us because no. yeah i mean uh, i think on our instagram, instagram right? page yeah. yeah our instagram page we have a facebook page that no one pays attention to in the band but it's there um <laughs> yeah i think it was last updated like april of 2018 yeah uh, looking at it earlier <laughs> instagram's probably the best place to find out more current information we got to hire a social media yeah, person. I, none of us care, so it's so hard. Um, <laughs> Someone has to care enough to pass that information on. I know. I mean, we do care, media, but like, I'm already handling like six different of my pages. So like, so let's just make Corey do it. Corey, Corey, get on it. Yeah, we need someone to do it. Oh, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Instagram is probably the best place, though. But Well, anyway. I am always more than happy to... Uh, put the word out there Thank about you. anything you guys do. So I'm not saying I'm taking the job, but uh, <laughs> I'll help I mean, you. You're work. welcome to it. And is it the Goodman Club, Tommy? Or is it just Goodman Club? It's the Goodman Club. Okay. Yeah. At, on, at, on Instagram. On okay. Instagram, yeah. On Instagram. All right. Well, hap- uh, happy Thanksgiving, Maddie. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to both Tommy, of you. Have a turkey uh, tip for us. Yeah, I'll have a turkey yeah. everyone. Yeah. Turkey tits for all. I'm going to put my turkey tit in the mash. (laughs) (laughs) We love turkey tit. Okay. All right. Well, it was good talking to you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This was great. Uh, Bye.